when I wasn't in trouble, put toys behind the piano. So that when I did get in trouble... You could go I and could, get them? Yeah, I would just play, and it was so chill. And Lord I remember G. thinking, like, I'm the captain. Dude, have you seen that movie? Yeah. How is that actor who plays that guy not in anything else since that movie? Yeah, that guy he just lives incredible. in Minnesota. Dude, he just lives in Minnesota. The African guy? Yeah. No way. Yep. And apparently they were looking for, like, actors, and he's like... I could try it. Like, he was I not wonder famous what the casting call was. We're looking for someone who could pass for a Somali pirate. I think there's a Somali community within Minnesota. <laughs> and they heard about it. It was like something like that. I learned about it from um, Bro, CBS Minnesota Sunday morning. Bro, is like salt trucks and white people? Uh, I don't know enough about it other than like I would never. It sounds like a terrible gray and sad. Cold shout and dark to, and depressing. <laughs> shout out Minnesota. No, I don't want that at all. Your basketball team sucks. Wisconsin was pretty good in basketball. The Bucks are really good. Yeah. My guy Giannis. Watched a whole show called Behind the Mask about the, what are they? The cartoons? What are the fucking cartoons at basketball games called? The cartoons. Mascots? Yes. Thank you. The cartoons at basketball games. (laughs) Is that not an app description? (laughs) We got there in the end, dude. (laughs) If we had to make that communication in 10 <laughs> seconds with the gun tour I don't, I don't think I don't think we would have made it really I think that that took like more than 10 seconds but it's fine because we got there so it's all good <laughs> okay have you heard of Giannis the basketball player no I'm gonna show you his name and then I want you to try to say his name okay okay uh oh oh no <laughs> take a second sound it out put all the pieces together and then give it a shot so obviously I told you that the first part is Giannis correct his parents are Nigerian, but he grew up in Greece. Antetokounmpo. Almost. It's so weird to read a word that you that you don't know how to read. It, because it doesn't happen often. Mm-hmm. So to go back to being... In, in, in kindergarten. Grade, oh. <laughs> <laughs> when I learned how to read. And then at age 13 when I learned how to read. <laughs> it's so weird to feel like... Like Eighth sophomore grade. year in high school again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, he's seven feet tall. Okay. Anent Kanampu. Antetokounmpo. 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 Bro, literally for a couple of years, every NBA announcer had to practice that shit so much. Because he's. Dude, he literally won the MVP last year. He was the awarded the best player of the year last year. And so everyone has to know his name now. But Isn't that cool? Up? How when you're so talented that you force people to learn how to say your name? Even when you have a, a crazy name? Fuck yeah. And good for him for not, like, shortening it to anything. You oh, yeah. The back of his jersey is hilarious, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude. This is like the alphabet, bro. Like, I want to find... Look at the jersey, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> you have to use all of the space. It looks like one of those things where I would look at it and I'd be like, oh, my God, I drink way too much. <laughs> I have no... I can't read. I you're literally like, lost my ability to read. You're like, my like, letter... <laughs> these letters aren't working. Yeah, on <laughs> yeah, Kumpo. There's just extra letters in there, man, to make it hard. There's like an N and an M next to each other. Dude, Behind the Mask was such a great show. I loved it. It was a Hulu original docu-series. Hulu original. About, um. Deep into the murky waters on Hulu. About, like, I think four, let's say, um, different mascots. So there was the guy who, the Bucks mascot. He's like a 40-year-old guy who's like a gymnast. What is the Bucks mascot? Is it the the Buck? Yes. That, That was easy. Yes. It's a high school mascot who's like. 
pretty autistic. Dude, Bango? Yep. The Bango the Buck, yeah, dude? You learn about his family, dude, and him, and it, how into it he is, and how really athletic he is. You learn about... A, it's insane. He does dude, so many tricks. Dude, basketball mascots do insane shit. And they he do backflips all the time and shit like that. He gets hurt so much and all that stuff. You learn... So, but this high schooler who's, like, just a sweet guy who's, like, so into sports, but he's, like, not good because he's, like pretty autistic also and he just oh man but like they love him but they also pick on him because they don't know it's like so much stuff then you learn about this guy who's a hockey mascot and how that's also really hard yeah um there's a lot of more things in the stands you have to skate around and shit you have to skate around you have to do a lot of stuff in the stands with the t-shirt cannon oh all trying to get into the major leagues so like anyone any minor league mascot like they're really like they're interviewing they're literally interviewing like we have to be a comedian without any voice we have to do improv or face. or face. So it's all in our actions. We have to be an 100%. actor and we have to be an athlete. Every mascot is so hyped, dude. Yep. They're ridiculously hyped. Every 100%. single one. And this girl who's a mascot in this like really small town and she's really fucking good and it's really, it's so brave to fucking just throw yourself literally into like a stand up, if you will, set. Every time there's a, there's a sports sporting event in high school, how do I find the line between being made fun of and pe- piping people up? Because if it's too weird, people are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Like you can't you have to dance, but you can't dance like like, dude, this just like this one autistic kid just like learning what the fine line is between being fun because mascots are supposed to be like goofy mm, and okay. being like too much and not um, having a rapport with like the fucking. It was just really interesting. Dude, and then when you get to the major leagues, <laughs> a minimum dude. of 15,000 people in the building. And if you're a football thing, NFL games have 80,000 people at them. Mm-hmm. So you're traveling with a team. You don't realize yeah, they're so crazy. tired. You're like part of the team. Yeah, but like nobody knows. And you're, I, I feel like there was a whole thing about like, it's very, you're not really supposed to like, you're not supposed to tell everyone dude. like you're the mascot. Like You have to be like anonymous, dude. You don't, part of the kind of like the get, like yeah, ruin yeah. some of the magic, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Sports mascot. It's like taking off your your helmet or head or whatever. Taking your head off. Yeah. Dude, I saw this fucked up ad in the city. It was like a twelve hour shift is a countdown to twelve refreshing ounces or some shit. And it was just like a bottle of Heineken. Hmm. I was like, this is so fucked up. I'm aggressively trying to normalize like drinking right after work, yeah. waiting to drink while you're working. What else is a message of that besides that? Be excited that work is over so you can start drinking. Which is a millions and millions of people. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, advertising it that way just, like, gave oh, yeah. me a kind of a gross feeling when I saw it. I would be more willing to drink Heineken if I didn't see this ad right now. <laughs> Dude, my coworker and I have debated during lunch to just go to a bar and get food and, like, drink one beer and then just drive back. I think, make... I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. But the whole I got a little like, concerned about it for myself. At, I beer was at like, lunch, I'm like, I know that my tendency towards laziness personality is not going to be able to handle that well. Beer at lunch, yeah. I'll get fucked up, dude. Yeah. Yep. Not that I would drink more, but just the one would put me in a fucking bad direction, I feel like, to keep working for th- another half of a day. I think I would also be very anxious that my work is sloppy, that I would, like, not enjoy it at all. Because I don't have, like, a friend to proofread it, kind of. Like, if, if I was, like, at home... And I, like, had a beer, and I was working with, like, a f- another friend from work who, like, worked on Fridays from here before. Yeah. I would be more inclined to do that. Because at least I could be like, hey, can you just, like, double check that this looks okay? I'm going to drink the- now. I'm going <laughs> to drink now. 12 p.m. Yeah. Yes. 
but do you have family members who are just like just had like an ultra different upbringing from you do you feel like because like i have this one cousin who grew up in like like a fucking ashram this culty indian cult thing with this like cult leader mm-hmm. kind of thing and like a lot of my family believes really strongly in this one guy and they like what's his name dude this fucking guy sai baba because i just watched a netflix documentary about some indian cult leader there's a couple but they're talking no, about not this guy, no no that's just the statue but we're talking about this is the guy all the people in my family have gigantic framed pictures of this guy in their house like just gigantic like on the on like four or five walls they like worship this guy does he also like kill people no so my cousin who i'm talking about got his full tuition paid for medical school because of this guy because his parents are his worshipers and have been so for long enough and he did that as a favor to them Mm -hmm. and so they like worship him even more now and this kid my cousin has been raised from his fucking first day to be like, this is the guy. This You need to worship him and thank him for and everything. Yeah. I heard recently that he had kind of a falling out with his parents. And he was like, fuck you guys. You kept me sheltered for so long. You never let me be my own person. And all this shit. Like, apparently one of our relatives heard him saying this on the phone to his mom. And uh, I was really happy when I heard that because I was like, holy shit. Because I remember hanging out with him like a bunch of times and being like, oh my god, dude. I was pretty sheltered, but holy fuck, you're really sheltered. You're like a thousand times more sheltered than I was. And now he fucking moved out and he moved to the fucking city and lives with our other cousins who get fucking lit all the time, dude. Amazing. And he's like working as a doctor. He's, yeah. Dude, he's, good he's, for he's, him. Yeah. Basically. Do you have people in your family who are like, who like, have belong, believe in, <laughs> who have giant frames? No, photos. not like that. Um, who have been like more sheltered than you or like a lot less or like have just grown up clearly like different from you. My aunt married a rabbi. So my cousins were like, children of a family who like dad is a rabbi and like has a synagogue and stuff the more religious you are the more the more children like you're expected to have just because you have unprotected sex 100 percent, and it's like a mitzvah to have sex what does that mean like with your husband oh it's like uh it's like god will give you an extra point for this kind of because it's you fucking followed the rule book yeah the more religious you are generally Bro, I remember my one fucking creative writing professor, such a, the only, like, orthodox Jew I've ever known, and he was the greatest guy ever, dude. Joshua November. Amazing! I remember my this guy, guy, dude. Joshua November. Or, That's no, a no. great name. Or he, he would go by the Hebrew version of Joshua, whatever it is. It, it starts with a Y or something. Something. Yep. And uh, he was the fucking coolest, dude. He was so fucking chill, and he had his epic fucking big hat on and his ridiculous epic beard amazing and I was like, you're the most epic man yeah and he was so chill and relaxed and would just he just wrote fucking badass ultra romantic fucking dreamy poems dude amazing yeah so i wonder if he has a bunch of kids and fucks oh, unprotected sure. all the time 100%. maybe that's why he's so chill dude 100 100 <laughs> having a bunch of sex i'm trying to think of like crazy ass professors that i've had abnormal psych professor who would tell us these horrifying stories of patients she had when she was a therapist, but then end on such a negative note. Like, it would never be a complete story. It would just be like, she'd tell us a story about how, just like one time I had this patient, and um, 
being abused really really badly and so she wanted to like be unattractive she wanted to be viewed as unattractive so she would stop being abused in her mind so she like had an eating disorder but then that didn't work so then she gained a lot of weight to hope that that worked and then it still didn't work she was still being abused so she uh, lit herself on fire and i was like oh i raised and she's like so that was that story Uh, literally so i raised my hand and i was like uh Excuse, like, excuse me, me. <laughs> um, not what happened to the girl she's like what what girl i'm like the, the girl that you just told me like lit herself on fire it's like, oh i don't i i actually moved from arizona to new jersey that year you can't she would do that all the time she would just tell these horrifying stories that ended with like yeah um i don't know she went to the hospital i never saw her again i'm like oh my god is she alive Dude, isn't it crazy you can get emotionally invested in people that you've only heard about for two seconds? Yes. Not even, like, someone that you met yeah. once for a day or anything? Yes. Book for We class. had two books. We had one by Dinesh D'Souza. Okay. And, okay, so Julian Mussolino wrote the book, The Soul Fallacy, What Science... That's what it was. What Science Shows Us We Gain From Letting Go of Our Soul Beliefs. And we had to read... And Nash D'Souza's book we had to read was, um, I don't know, something about God is real, the science. <laughs> like, the opposite of it, but okay. trying to prove it with the same type of thing. Wait, wait, wait. So his thing was God, God is real or isn't? Julian or Dinesh? Yeah, Julian. Oh, God is definitely not real. Okay. There's no such thing as, like... And what, and what was the thing? Uh, he had, like, his brother died or something? Yeah. And then that would possibly explain his whole fucking... At a young age, suddenly. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Alex didn't like Julian at all. Yep. He didn't. He didn't. Did he no. read the book? Uh, no. He gained his knowledge from listening to voice memos of my classes. Okay. And some, like, just like a little bit though, not like a bunch. I would say like short snippets of a bunch. Only in retrospect do I think like, <laughs> this probably would have been like the worst guy for Alex to know. Because of his like demeanor. Julian Mussolino is, like, hella charming. But, like, in a sociopath kind of way? Like, he could be a villain that, like, would he's so everybody. He's so charming that he could lure you into his van. Correct. Yep. Okay, got yep. you. <laughs> and, like, every girl was just, like, feel like the only one. <laughs> like, oh, Really? Yeah. How many people were in this class? Oh. Was it a lecture, like, 300, a, like yeah. 200, 300? Yeah. I would say, like, 250. Yeah, okay. Easily. Most of the girls in there, like, that I talked to, I know it's because I only talked to some of the girls. This was, like, their third time taking a Julian Mussolino class. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's really easy to do well. Do you think? And he's, like, he has oh, a, okay. a strong-ass accent. Uh, what kind of accent? French. Was it French-sounding? French. You know what French accents sound like? It sounds like fucking cheese I know what it, and sex or it, whatever. It doesn't sound like cheese. It does, dude. <laughs> that is what French people sound like. My, France. Okay. My one and only question, obviously, is uh, how much did you feel like anyone was making a serious attempt to try to, like, fuck him? Anyone? Or, or was everyone like, nah, that's a lot? The, it was everyone just like, I'm down to stare at him. That's good enough for me. If given the opportunity, I a think everybody would. would fuck him. I had this big gap between um, my two classes that I, <laughs> on Monday. I just thought of, like, Andy and... Samberg. I just have this big gap between my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and I would eat at the dining hall, and then he would eat there, and then he would just always join me. He would? <laughs> yeah. This guy definitely needs to go to prison. No, 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 but then we would talk. Well, the first time it was me, because I was like, hey, I'm in your class. Oh. And I was reading his book. But then he would just always bring his tray 
and like put it across because I was always. Do you think there. he's used to girls never telling him no, and then so he feels comfortable doing shit like that, bringing a tray to a table of a he's some twenty so year old just, girl? Like, swag. He just suave and swag, Oof. and he showed me photos of his furniture at home. This is so because he showed me a creepy, picture dude. and his cat was on his chair, and I was like, he showed me a picture of his cat because I talked to talked right, about my right. cats. Yeah. And then he showed me a picture, and then I was like, nice. And he was like, oh yeah, that's like my new brand new chair that I got from this store. I'm like trying to train them not to go on it. But then he started showing me like his new furniture pictures. It was super strange. This 100%. is what my bed looks like. It's really soft. You should check it out. I was like 90% all about it. I was 90% about it. You're like, I would check out your soft bed. It sounds really soft. I was like, wow, tell me I'm special, important, and smart, because obviously you're so smart, so I want you to think that I'm so smart, because you're so smart. And then you say it enough, I'll maybe let you take my clothes off, and I won't tell anyone. Like, studying before hanging out with him, so I would sound smart. Holy shit. And you don't even care about sex, dude, with with no, him. No, I didn't want sex with him, I just wanted... His approval. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted his approval. <laughs> yup. That's the that whole thing is with, like, with uh, charming sociopaths, right? Do you they get you to to try to get their approval? Is is that a thing? Am I making this up right now? No, dude. But it definitely did feel like a dad tell me you're proud of me type thing. <sighs> wow, which is crazy because I feel like your dad is like the opposite of this guy in a good way. My dad's not charming at all. <laughs> He's not so. He doesn't seem like a sociopath at all. Is what I mean. No. He seems like a nice person who does who isn't trying to. Trap you in a corner where no one can hear you scream if he wants to do something. Yeah, to you. my dad's the opposite of like any type of like threat. Yeah, he's not threatening at all. Is what I'm yeah. is what I'm getting at. And I feel like this guy, I don't even know what he looks like, and he sounds threatening as fuck from you telling the story. He's just he's just like he just checks off all the boxes of charming. He's just like kind of funny. That's how you know you're a sociopath. And when he you break down charming insane, into check boxes. He's like. It was unbelievable. Like, his shoes were fantastic. And it's not like I'm France, someone dude. who knows something about shoes. You could just... You're like, yes. And then he had a pocket square that matched his socks. Like, it was... That is some, like, yo, I spent $150 to make sure that happened type of shit. And then he had a briefcase that looked like like really nice, like, wood. Like, it was like... Wood? Yes. But, like, with a shine on it. Also, briefcase? Yes. <laughs> and an umbrella that matched all of it. Like, a tall, skinny Ooh, umbrella, dude. That's... So That's sexy. That's next level, man. That, yeah, fuck. So sexy. And I don't even think his face was, like, that great. But everything else just elevated. But, dude, you have an accent, and you're put together, and you're super brilliant, and you're was telling just, me like, that I don't also? have to believe in God, so I don't have to be afraid of anything? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold, dude, bro. Dude, what a, what a fucking ingenious way to start a cult. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I would easily be... Those girls are, like, on session three of being in the cult, dude. 100%. Oh, all I have to do is what you tell me, so I don't have to make any decisions for you to tell me that I'm great, down you for you just, to accept me if I just listen to you, and then I'm never wrong. I don't have to make any mistakes, because I'm just like, listening to like, you blindly. You, <laughs> blindly following your directions. If you, Yay. if you just take this off, I think you'll feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, for artistic purposes, you of can course. Throw, you can throw that on my new couch over there. Oh my god. Oh my goodness, yes. Dude, like, white leather shit. <laughs> like white Restoration leather? hardware type. Dude, he's definitely, like, selling something somewhere to somebody to fucking pay for it. Wait, Have you been on RestorationArbor.com and looked at prices of fucking couches, bro? Yeah, I used to go with, like, an ex-boy Tommy, my ex-boyfriend, and be like, what are we gonna get when we're married? <laughs> His idea. 
legit just like his idea well like it was just fun to like imagine okay. life together now i'm just like making fun <laughs> of him but i think we found safety in just like imagining a future bruh <laughs> so real Mussolino is a cognitive scientist public speaker and author this is what he wrote by the way because it's on his Rutgers profile so he okay. gave it to them um an author who holds a dual appointment in the psychology department and the center for cognitive science Born and raised in France, Julian studied at the there University of Geneva in oh, neighboring ooh. Switzerland, the University of North Wales, Bangor in the United Kingdom, the University of Maryland, and the University of Pennsylvania. As a cognitive scientist... And then he's like, you know where I really need to take my career? New Jersey. Listen to this just like, I can't tell if it's pretentious or if just like he's so smart. <laughs> pretentious or French. Which one? Julian is interested in two sets of questions. The first focuses on elucidating specific aspects of the human mind, such as our capacity to acquire language, to reason, and to think critically. Dude, elucidating, so unnecessary Sounds fascinating, right though, dude. I would read said book. This work, based on Julian's training in theoretical linguistics, cognitive developmental psychology, and speech-language pathology, takes an interdisciplinary approach and integrates concepts, methods, and experimental techniques from these different fields. The goal of this work is to understand how these capacities are acquired, represented, and used oh by both God. typical and atypical populations of human beings. This research has been funded by the National Institute of Health and National Science Foundation. Sounds Science pretty, sounds like sounds, sounds like something pretty good. That, sounds like people sounds are invested, good. bro. Julian has appeared on national television. His work has been discussed in popular magazines, and he has been a guest on radio and podcast programs in the United States. He was on the Bill O'Reilly show? Bill, Julie Mussolino talks to Bill O'Reilly, yes. Welcome back segment tonight, a new poll from the Pew Organization on Christmas, and Christmas just nine days away. Poll has a number of theological questions that found that 73% of Americans believe Jesus was born to a virgin, his mother Mary. 81% believe Jesus was swaddled in a manger. 75% buy into the wise men scenario. The wise men aristocrats arrived to worship Jesus. This By is way, unbelievable. I cite non-biblical evidence for that in our book, Killing Jesus. It's fascinating if you haven't seen Non-biblical evidence. Of Americans believe the gospel version of Jesus' birth. A higher percentage than those who believe in global warming. And from Philadelphia, Julian Mussolino, professor of psychology at Rutgers University and author of the forthcoming book, The Soul Fallacy. Oh, here we go. So, uh, Professor, we'll begin with you. And this says that most Americans are traditional. Uh, they do believe the Bible narrative of traditional. the birth of Jesus. Fucking Fox are News, you surprised? Dude. I'm not surprised at all, actually, Bill. These numbers have been around for a long time, and uh, we know that the U.S. is an unusually... A religious country, given how wealthy we are. Um, so not surprised at all. I have to say what saddens me, though, as a scientist and an educator, is that not more people believe in uh, global warming, uh, evolution, or, uh, you this know, is five years of, uh, vaccines, for example. But not surprised, no. Okay. Is it foolish, in your opinion, that people, for example, believe in the virgin birth? Is that foolhardy? I would say it's foolish. I would say that uh, there's not 
much evidence in my opinion that, that <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a matter of faith that if you believe oh, that Jesus yes. was yeah. God certainly God can do anything because God created the world I so think he God just really is smart dude. his son born as a man I don't know why could be a virgin birth because God can do anything so that's the explanation now fucking uh, coming from See, that's the not, explanation he's just not allowed to speak well, Julian's like yeah to be honest it was just for FaceTime that's what he said well, literally he's like I just did this for that I knew what was gonna happen Bill O'Reilly wasn't going to let him talk, dude. I mean, at that, at this time, five years ago, Fox News was Bill O'Reilly, dude. Yeah. Like, he fucking called well, the show. I mean, just, I mean, yeah, that's probably the best two-minute example of, like, the virgin birth is a matter of faith. And if you believe, if you have faith that Jesus used to be God, then God can do anything. So, the virgin birth, that's the explanation. Boom. Dude. And next person. There's a natural cycle in the earth, as everyone knows. And so, people want to see a little bit more. But it's easier to believe in a benevolent God, the baby Jesus, than it is in some kind of theory about uh, global warming. It's just easier, is it not? It's easier? I, I suppose you're right. It probably is easier. I mean, on the issue of global warming, if you look at what scientists actually believe, that is, the people who understand the issues the best, um, there's a, been a strong consensus for a long time. The numbers are something like 97 to 98% of uh, climate scientists believe that the phenomenon <laughs> is real. <laughs> that I have read a lot about it. I would put it at 75% are committed to the uh, theory that man is responsible. But even so, there's no demonstration of that in the sense that you can show it to the people. And again, oh it's my a choice. God. People choose to believe. Now, Professor Dubois, I believe it's... <laughs> John's like, um, I... Jesus. I don't care what... Yeah. And that's good advertising, though. Yeah, he's like, that's what it was for. Like... So maybe he's not creepy. Maybe he's just French, dude. But yeah, basically, I remember... <laughs> I remember Alex being super against him after hearing hearing some of that those uh, lecture recordings that you had. <laughs> Interesting character, that's for sure. Didn't Megyn Kelly say, like, Bill Riley was so creepy to me? I read her book. I don't remember that, though. That's okay. Well, <laughs> I just remember Joe Rogan's bit about how... He, he was doing this bit about how news anchor, or, like, Megyn Kelly types. It's a confusing thing. It's like, wait, so I'm supposed to take you seriously and listen to you say serious things, but also I want to fuck you because you're trying to dress and appear in a way that makes people want to fuck you. Those two things are confusing feelings to have at the same time. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. But that's, I feel like that's totally true. Why, Why? does Megan Kelly have to wear a super mini skirt on TV? Yeah, I think, I think because they're trying to get people just to look at her, which I think is terrible. Yeah. Not that that's her fault or that's no. her, or not that is her decision even. I think that's part of the contract that she signs of 100%. our wardrobe people are going to fucking choosing tell, her outfits, tell you what dude. to wear. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no way in hell she's choosing her outfits. I think she got canceled. Okay. I think she said something racist. What'd she say? Fuck. Ryan, don't. What'd you say? All right. Here's basically what Megyn Kelly said. This oh, is, I forgot this about is this. A oh, year, no. This is a, right around one year ago. Kelly made the offending remarks during an awkward round roundtable discussion about inappropriate and offensive costumes on her uh, eponymous one-hour block of the Today Show. She said it was okay when she was growing up for white people to dress up as black characters, and she spoke out against a controversy that erupted last year over re over a reality star who portrayed Diana Ross. But what is racist, Kelly asked. Because you do get in trouble if you're a white person who puts on blackface on Halloween or a black person who puts on whiteface for Halloween. Back when I was a kid, that was okay as long as you were dressing up as, like, a character. Later in the discussion, Kelly brought up a star on Real Housewives of New York who drew backlash last year for dressing up as Diana Ross. 
Ross and she made her skin look darker than it really is, and people said that was racist, Kelly said. And I don't know. I I felt like, who doesn't love Diana Ross? She wants to look like Diana Ross for one day. I don't know how, like, that got racist on Halloween. That was her whole quote. Okay, I do not think that... Uh, I do not like Megyn Kelly for a variety of reasons that I read about from her. I don't think that was... To an extent, I kind of agree with what she's saying, actually. Like, would you get, like, super offended if some black person wore whiteface for something? For, like, some clearly over-the-top cartoony fucking character on a day where everyone's fucking wearing a costume? It's super different, I think. Yeah, it's different. No, there's just literally no reason. Just, you can be that person and not put blackface on. You can. Or you could find a fucking new costume. Like, there's no need. I feel, dude, for me, like, I was gonna, this is gonna... Dude, I'm gonna get canceled before I even started. I gotta fucking not lie, I feel like, is my responsibility. So, to me, it's like, how much energy do you want to spend on straight up just being offended? At a certain point, that becomes the question that you need to ask yourself. It's like, the group of people that I surround myself, you know, are very proud of themselves about being outraged over X issue and Y and Z. They're very happy to fucking get in a circle and jerk each other off about how horrible this thing that they all hate together is. There's a lot of that, right? And fair enough, I feel that way about a lot of things. But with some stuff, like fucking blackface on Halloween, if you're a person who's like serious about activism, and like if you're if you're black and you're serious about like black representation and rights and people knowing about cultural history and how fucked up it was and all that stuff, then like why are you spending so much energy and so much breath bringing attention to these clearly ignorant couple of dumb motherfuckers who are doing a stupid thing? Is that really going to be the needle-moving thing to for you to focus your fucking energy and your career and your and your voice and your platform on? As opposed to, like, fucking prison reform? Or something, like, more tangibly... That more tangibly affects fucking so many people? Like, no one is going to be like, yo, you know what? Ab- I'm, I'm a, a blackface rights advocate. That's not a thing, dude. It's such a tiny thing that for me to hear, like, so many people complain so much about it, Wait, wait, what what the fuck are we trying to do here, big picture? What is our big picture goal? Is it for people to fucking treat each other like people? Isn't that the goal of, like, activism and, like, anti-racism and and social justice and liberal arts? Isn't that what we're... Isn't that the only thing that we're trying to do? To try to get people to treat each other like they would want to be treated? So if that's the goal, isn't it a very inefficient thing to put so much energy towards a super tiny fringe issue... That all the the only purpose it really serves is just generating more hate about the other side, and then it makes it hard to get to them because you your your first foot towards them is I hate you. How is talking shit about one person wearing blackface gonna help you achieve your goal of connecting people and like bringing them closer together? As I, I, like obviously you need to do that, but I'm saying focusing on that instead of other issues seems like a fucking waste of time to me. Perhaps incorrect rant over. Yeah, right. I don't understand why why the the answer just can't be like that is racist don't do it can the other person not like understand that it's offensive the white person doing that not understand that it's offensive and then we need to be able to we need to also not have this thing of everyone better understand my viewpoint immediately and if they don't conform they're fucking racist there's a lot of that dude Mm -hmm. and not just racism whatever whatever other isms other isms as well that to me is also stupid were you fucking born with all of your social justice values that you have in 2019? Were you born with all that shit? Was that just shit out of the box there? Do you need zero time to process that and read about it and read about history and talk to people with different experiences and all this shit to come to the way that you think about things? 
I hate when people act like you should be able to just grasp and internalize and integrate all these new concepts in your life in fucking two seconds. That's that just sounds dumb to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, whenever I see a fucking a fucking firestorm on Twitter about the senator who wore the blackface one time, so he should get canceled and not be in the election or whatever. The one white fucking old white guy who had a picture from high school of him wearing blackface, and then it came out, and he had to fucking apologize or whatever. And people were like, "You better drop out of this election," and then he didn't or something. Something. I mean, that's a whole other thing of like, wait, we're gonna we're gonna punish like fifty and sixty year olds for the crimes of a, a literal teenager. Those aren't the same fucking person. Not even close. Are you the same person that you were when you were sixteen? You're not even thirty yet, and you'd be like, "Yo, I'm way different now than mm-hmm. I was when I was 16. Absolutely. So what the fuck? Why do we not treat any? Why do we not treat these things with a little bit of humanity? Where's the fucking empathy of? Hey, I remember what it felt like to feel like a different person than I feel like right now. There's things that I would never do now that I used to think were completely normal and fine five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Why don't we extend that fucking that compassion to any of these people? Yeah, that's the <laughs> shit. Just fucking annoys me, dude. Yeah. Everyone's trying to be like, oh, look how fucking progressive I am. Isn't the point of like being progressive? To like try to accept people or try to understand them more. How are you gonna understand and accept people if you're if the first thing you say is that you're fucking wrong and we need to like cancel you? <laughs> I just don't like hypocrites, man. Go on. If you if you're someone who doesn't cause harm to others, but you're lazy or you're an asshole or you're stupid or you're a little bit ignorant, then what beef do I have with you? If you never hurt anyone. I'm a little bit of all those things. And I feel like I don't really cause harm to anybody. Why should I be mad at someone for being... Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Someone wrote this really cool piece about Dave Chappelle and how everyone thought... It was like all of the critic reviews for that special that we watched last night. Every critic was like, this is horrible, this is problematic, this this makes you cringe, it's so out of touch, it's shock value, it's, it's, it's not smart, it's not thought... And then the person... So the person quotes all these critics who said all that shit. And then they're like, so this is what all the critics say. But if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, that's a 99% audience rating. Mm-hmm. So clearly, people are connecting very strongly with something that every one of these fucking critics is like, this is the worst thing in the world. And I feel like that's a pretty good example of a lot of shit that's happening right now. I like can't even express how much I love that special, dude. It was so perfect. Everything about it was Was perfect. that the first time you saw it? No. That one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the first time I saw that one. Yeah. But I've seen a couple of his other ones recently in the past couple of months, and I'm like, this guy is a fucking genius. Yep. I don't think I can think of any hour that I've seen or any even, like, other stand-up that I've seen that gets to this level of, like... Like, a, a French chef would be so <laughs> approving of this dish that you made. They would love it so much, dude, and tell the students about it for decades. I used to teach this one student. <laughs> he made this unbelievable souffle. I've never seen anything like it in my career. That type of shit, dude. And, and so I think the point of the article was basically, like... A really small minority has the loudest voice, and so it seems like they're way bigger than they really are. But if you fucking walk out into a street in America and you have a regular conversation with whoever, all the shit that you read in the news about, oh, everything's falling apart, it's so polarized, everyone hates each other, that's just on TV. People are just fucking regular people, man. You talk to people, they'll fucking talk to you like a person most of the time. And so it's like kind of up to you how much of your worldview you want to be influenced by what news headlines say. As opposed to what your fucking experiences are moving around in the world. Mm-hmm. Which, like, isn't that what you should base your, your idea, your worldview on? Just based on things that you've experienced? As opposed to what people tell you is fucking happening? How much of a genius do you have to be to make 
Michael Jackson fucking kids, school shootings, trans rights, and whatever other things that he did into unbelievably hilarious bits. All of those things. What a what a fucking wonderful thing that is. My girlfriend would probably disagree, but that's fine. I wonder what she would say. Would she watch it? I remember last time that she was here with us and we were watching Chappelle. I remember that she was laughing at a lot of stuff. And I thought she, if we asked her, I think she would say that she thought it was pretty good, but that it's like not her thing or whatever. It's, it's what you she, loved it, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. God, all the little like references to like being black and black culture were all so perfect and funny. The difference between a poor white person and a poor black person is that the poor, the white person thinks it shouldn't be happening to them. Oh my god. <laughs> so perfect, dude. Just stuff like that. So yeah, basically, um, I'm Ryan, and I uh, and political political correctness culture annoys me most of the time because I can't fucking make jokes that I want to make, even though I'm not trying to hurt anybody. Nice to meet you. That's Diana, what... <laughs> I'm thinking about abandonment issues. <laughs> Dude. I guess she can't have much of a problem with it if she keeps hanging out with me. I think you guys balance each other really well. I think it helps even both of you out. I think you're right. Dude, relationships are weird, bro. Not just, like, like ones with sex in them, but, like, all of them, kind of. I think if you were with someone who was just like you, you guys would get, like, super cynical. Too cynical. I agree with that 100%.